We have a surprise today, Kilted. We do. Yeah, so welcome to our next episode, but we have a special interview guest today. Oh, awesome. So totally he is unprepared, has no idea what he's in for. That is sweet. Well, I do know he's in the crypto space a little bit. I'm not sure about NFTs, but we, we talked crypto this summer. We did, but I'm more interested in his journey. Yes. So I thought that would be- he does a have an awesome start. journey. I think this is our first mail we have uh, interviewed. No, I, well, I guess if we counted- um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> this was interviewing us, though. It wasn't us interviewing him. Yes. <clears throat> but anyway, this is- to me, DJ Sins. Yeah. Um, I think in reality, it's supposed to be DJ SNS. Is that right? That is correct. So DJ SNS, but uh, he will always be known to me as DJ Sins. Um, yep. We've known uh, DJ for a long time. Long time, us and Kilton. Long time. Yes. It's a great story, I think. And he is totally unprepared. So literally stopped by the house today and was like, hey. Stop by, wanted to chat. I'm like, perfect. Come to my office for a second. <laughs> that is an awesome idea. <laughs> so, so you never know what'll happen if you just stop by and say hello. You could end up a, a world famous, uh, world famous podcast. That's right. That's right. And so this is one of our interviews. So we probably won't talk a tremendous amount about our uh, NFTs. We might, right? That's totally fine. Either way more about hearing the story so uh why don't yeah. you pick up the interview kilted all right well what would you prefer to call me would you prefer me to call you dj or sins or sns or e <laughs> or e <laughs> luckily with the name like e from i have uh, always been able to respond to just about anything hey you <laughs> yes that's true so you just what's that word doxed yourself he just doxed himself well, yeah, we're but gonna know who he is. Not like an internet celebrity, so it's not like he's really doxxed. Oh, okay. You know. So yeah, I mean, you know, we all we all go way way back, and all for different reasons. But the uh, the really cool thing about your journey is, you know, obviously the the DJ aspect. So fill us in a little bit of that. Like, how did you get into that? And um, you know, go into that story. Don't worry about ever trying to do thing as wonderful as like the beginning of our music. I mean, with Brian, with uh, Ball Buster and I together making music, there's you know, no way you could compete with that. Yeah. Was that the beginning? Like, we started out with the theme song here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you hear it? That was that was really impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could possibly use that. We did, we we actually were worried that you would <clears throat> want to sample it, and mm-hmm. I don't think we have the paperwork ready for that. We don't. In the future, we could talk about some kind of loop or something that yeah. <laughs> right, right. Let you go to town on that. I dig it. <laughs> uh, that is, that's funny. That actually, I was telling this story yesterday. To it's, it just seems to be kind of a question that it gets asked a lot. How did you fall into DJing? Because um, there's, there's kind of this pervasive societal view that DJing is not really a profession of sorts. It's kind of looked at as like everybody is like, oh, I DJ back in college or something. It's just something that. You know, everybody has kind of done. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually kind of 
fought starting to DJ for a long time, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. It does. My business partner um, really wanted me to come out and kind of join their DJ crew, I guess, if you will. And I was coaching wrestling uh, early on then. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to help out with the wrestling thing. A lot of times the events are on Saturdays and I don't want to commit to that because, you know, I'm, I'm coaching wrestling and that right now is my priority or my focus. And finally, after about a year and a half, two years of, of breaking me down and saying, oh, come on, this will be fun. You know, you'll have a good time doing this. And uh, I finally was like, okay, I will come try it out sort of thing. Um, and very looking back now on things that I did very early on, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Pop Evil. I believe so. Jer, no. no. <laughs> for, for our listeners, I did shake my head no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a phenomenal rock band uh, out of <clears throat> West Michigan. Um, done, done some pretty big stuff. But um, very early on, one of my first uh, gigs was a New Year's Eve that I played with Pop Evil. And um, they, they did like the countdown for New Year's Eve. And they had provided me with this like CD that was like 45 minutes long, an hour long, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically the owner coming over to me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they gave me the CD, he told me to play it. And he's like, nope, <laughs> cut them off right now. <laughs> really? So this band that has become like huge, I ended up cutting them off in the middle of their set back for a new year's eve oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. now i mean yeah why 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 did they want them cut off i not really sure they didn't i guess they didn't know that they had set up this whole thing oh and oh, uh, wow. they wanted the dj to go on maybe maybe people were enjoying it too much and they wanted to sell drinks oh that could be that does happen yeah mm -hmm. were you gonna ask kilton Oh no! I, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask why as well, like before that. So that's how you got in, and uh, where's it gone since? Like, so th they got you in. They said, "Okay, come DJ for us." And so then DJ since SNS was born, right? Yeah, very early on too. I didn't have a, a DJ name, so I mean, if you guys don't mind me sharing the no, we're plugging away mm -hmm. version of that name, um, and I don't know. I, mean, I need to keep this like pg or nope it does not have to be pg nope um so i didn't i didn't have a dj name and one of the guys that I hope that. says well what's your dj name gonna be like, i don't know you got any ideas he looks at me and he's like dj sns i was like okay that's great that's that's cool and it wasn't till years later that i asked what that was about and he says well I just looked at you and I go, you're short and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> when I told you that I always pronounced it DJ Sins, you were like, oh, that's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ Sins is way better than short and shit. I think so. That's awesome. DJ? That's so funny. So you can't tell here because we're we're staggered so that he still looks big but yeah that's great camera shot yes he's he is a little bit smaller than us he looks like a normal sized human being there he does he looks normal normally i carry him in my pocket or on like a little <laughs> <pack>. <laughs> you know? 
I choose you, DJ <laughs> Nice. Love the Pokemon reference. <clears throat> okay, so, yeah. So, where are we? So, he gives you the name. You come out. You start DJing. And, like, things have gotten bigger. So, take us through. Like, what happened? I very much was doing it as this is just kind of a, a fun thing, an enjoyable thing. Um, and back in those days, um, man, it, it, it was an easy way to meet the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I actually compared it the other day to, uh, it must have been like what living in the seventies and, and free love was all about. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was fun from that standpoint. And then honestly, um, the best way I can put it is, I don't know, sometimes you, I don't know if you've ever just like had an epiphany or, or woken up, but it was very much like this for me. One day I just woke up and decided or not decided, but like, I just realized that, that DJing, I wanted to make something of it as opposed to it just being something that I was doing. That's awesome. I think I remember that day. Was it the, was it the after riding 14 hours in the backseat of the truck with the, with a hundred pound dog breathing like directly in your face the whole time? <laughs> I bet you it was that next day. <laughs> you said, maybe this DJ thing will be all right. Rather than, uh, <laughs> you got to wonder if he was questioning his life choices during that drive. <laughs> Cause I would be questioning mine. <laughs> like, I'm like, how, what did I do to my <laughs> dog breathing on for a 14 hour car ride? Where did I go wrong? <laughs> uh, do the show thing. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Which was great though. <clears throat> I, I love that part of my life. That was fantastic. Um, because people would always be like, Oh, so you're like a carny. And I'm like, absolutely not. We do, we do state fairs. We're fairies. Exactly. <laughs> That is a classic. And to fill to fill the listeners in, uh, E helped. E helped. Uh, was it two years? Was it two summers? It was at least that one summer. But I was thinking that it, we had a little bit over the second summer. But anyways, E helped a lot at some of the big fairs, and uh, you know went around most of the United States with us. So it was it was a great time. That was back in the day, like pulling the camper around, and it was it was a diesel Silverado. And there were four people, a hundred pound dog. And then Echo is just a little guy. I think he might've only been 25 pounds. So there are two dogs in the back seat and two people. Oh. And, uh, and Max was well over a hundred pounds and he loved to just sit in the chair and <laughs> breathe on anyone who was there. It was, he was a huge help and just mm-hmm. a great time early on, you know, in my business. Yeah, that's true. It's taking part in all of our lives. We're all interconnected that way. So mm-hmm. how, how long has DJing been your full-time gig? Oh, that is a super good question. Um, and how much control do you have over the company now? Like total? 50%? 20%? What's the name of your company? Mix and DJs is the name of the company. Mix and DJs? So we got to make sure we put that out. Mix mm-hmm. DJs? They can do all your DJing needs. Um, they do weddings. Fantastic. I've seriously only heard awesome things about their weddings. I've been to many weddings that they've DJed and seriously, always a great time. So mixing DJs, 
They'll hook you up, baby. What was that? Sorry, what was the... How long? How long has it been your full-time gig? Full-time gig? I, I would guess uh, 10 plus years that I that it, this has been where I, I finally said, okay, I'm not, you know, taking on these, these side jobs or, or side hustles. Because uh, for a long, long time, I was uh, in the hospitality industry doing stuff like banquet serving, uh, working at, at restaurants. Um, and I, I remember, I remember I got hired at a, at a Mexican restaurant and that only lasted for <laughs> three months. And, and that really was, a, an experience that uh, made me say, I'm, I'm done with restaurants. I'm done with, you know, waiting on, on people and, um, kind of, kind of really turned me into devoting my attention awesome. to the DJ. So one of the recurring themes in every interview we've had, and even, even Gary V talks about this a lot when he's like doing his things is don't expect to like own and run a successful business next year. Yeah. Like that's, that's not how the world, that's not how the world works. And so again, it sounds like you're saying you know, you got out of school, you started doing stuff, you're helping coach and wrestling, you're doing these things, started dabbling in DJ, working in hospitality, and then kind of decided DJ was going to be your thing. And <clears throat> fully grown into this nice, beautiful mix and DJs business, that's your full time gig. But it took some years. Yes, <laughs> it took some years. <laughs> that's been a recurring theme, right? Yeah, like Bell exactly. was, she was like, listen, I was like doing the grind and I, she would probably make the argument that she's still kind of doing the grind. She's just transitioning, but yeah, transition to calling her own shots, which is similar to mixing DJs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Amy was on here. She talked about her days working for like as a secretary, you know, before she moved all the way up to a uh, financial director. So mm-hmm. we're definitely kind of catching that. You did that. Right? Yeah bust an ass all over that's what i mean you just talked about that right yeah. <clears throat> state fairs mm-hmm. bust an ass trying to get places um yeah so it's it's definitely a recurring theme so if you're one of our people listening saying man i really want to be an entrepreneur you know not just our nft listeners but the people who are like looking for the business stuff you got to remember as gary v would say you got to eat shit for a few years mm-hmm. right don't don't expect to be eating sushi and caviar right out of the gate (laughs) how the world works but i feel like a lot of our youth think that right no you're exactly right well i was just i was weird it was that same trip when uh when e there had sushi for the first time that's why i was laughing extra and he said oh i I think i'd i think i'd prefer a good burger over this (laughs) (laughs) he's older now he understands Look, look how far we've grown. Yes. Because it's Halloween. So we are taping this on Halloween. We'll probably mm-hmm. release this on Halloween. So yep. happy Halloween, all of our listeners. Um, yes. But one of the things we do for Halloween often is we tend to host a lot, but we tend to show up with a whole shit ton of sushi rolls, right? Mm-hmm. From a pretty fancy restaurant because Amy's gig is the mm-hmm. officer of a pretty <clears throat> fancy restaurant, right? So but we've graduated from, you know, Meyer sushi. Yeah. 
Well, the the thing in going back before I before I'd interrupted that train of thought, you're exactly right. Like putting in the time, it's it's gonna especially anything worth doing, it's gonna take a lot of time. You you gotta figure it out. There's a there's a lot of different areas and 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 sometimes even to do what you wanna do, going back to what you say about Gary, he talks about working your day job and then and then working something else where you have that money coming in and you can put money aside for something else. For many years doing shows, I worked for somebody and then gradually started doing my own events. And then you, you just make that switch over. And that was still selling someone else's stuff or buying wholesale. And then we decided to, to make our own. So to talk to the factories, to do all that work. I mean, those are all like giant steps and, you know, it depends on where you're happy and with what you're doing. And I know he's really happy, but you know, he's got that, he's got that in him where he's got to, he's got to be the boss. And I can understand that totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it okay to, I, I just wanted to piggyback off that idea that Absolutely. you were talking about. And, For um, sure. I, I see that quite a bit. Um, and I've had new, and I can only really specifically speak to like the, the DJ side of things, but had like new DJs come to me and ask me for advice. And, um, I always tell them something that I'm not sure that any DJ wants to hear because that, that prevailing thought that in, in six to 18 months, I'm just going to be this huge festival DJ, or I'm going to be that DJ that gets paid six figures for a two hour set in Las Vegas. Well, number one, you're probably not. Um, <laughs> don't, don't like, don't sell yourself short on short on your dreams. But at the same time, like, the one thing that I tell them is about that grind. And I say, look, I have spent so many events or gigs or, you know, just days playing for absolutely nobody. And you have to get comfortable playing for nobody because if you can't play for nobody, you're never going to make it to playing for thousands of people. And by the way, awesome. uh, DJ sends play at some pretty big bar events and you know it's hard to talk to him he's like really in the zone <laughs> that's true i'm in the zone <laughs> but he will play he will play jump around when he sees me walk into the bar that's all that matters <laughs> yeah oh, that gets the whole party started <laughs> but yeah that's i tell you people forget about that all the time yeah. <clears throat> mind is real and the funny part is there isn't a kid around, I think, who doesn't understand if they're playing a video game that they've got to grind. That's a great, they great. They all know that. They go, I've got to grind, I've got to grind. But as soon as you change it to, okay, you've got to do schoolwork every night, you've got to do the grind, or you've got to work on your business every day for six hours besides your day job, mm -hmm. like, you've got to do the grind. They're like, no, 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 that's not for me. Like, that's not what I love. Like, it doesn't fulfill me. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. The grind doesn't fulfill people. It's mm -hmm. why we call it the grind, right? Mm -hmm. But you, that's whatever game you're in, that's why you grind, right? You grind to get up to those levels to be awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> start off awesome, right? Which I had a student the other day talking about their life, and I do a lot of games. And some of our early listeners know that. Like, I play tons of games, not just D&D. But mm -hmm. like one of the ones, one of my students realized I played Unturned a lot, which I haven't for months. They're uh, just mm -hmm. sad. But he's like, you know, are you good at Discord? I'm like, people fear me, right? I go, I wouldn't say I'm good, but people like 
are like, oh shit, ball busters on. Mm-hmm. How did you, he goes, well, I know how you got good. You got a thousand hours on that game. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, that's like, all you got to do. I'm like, I've got a thousand hours in the game. Guess what? I'm good. And Kilted's played that game with me before. Mm-hmm. Like how patient and like chill I am. And like, I know what shit's going on. Like, I'll be like, someone's going to come walking by here in three minutes. So get ready. And like, how do you know that? Because I played it so much. It's like the market with crypto and NFT. Mm-hmm. And we stress that to people a lot. Don't jump on and just buy stuff. Do research. And if you want to make a living at NFTs or crypto, it's a grind. You've got to do tons and tons of research. We're mm-hmm. not there. That's why we're not doing that for a living. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's a grind. You got to do a lot of research and it's not exciting and it's not fun. And yeah. you're not like, oh my gosh, my life is so fulfilled. My dreams are, no, no. It's a grind, mm-hmm. right? And you do that grind. So yeah, exactly. And I imagine that was like that for you, E, especially getting started, like because you're you have the uh, you're you're the sales guy as well as the DJ. So you're the one talking to people. You're the one, you know, working those dates out and all that. Especially you know, starting out. You know, I don't know exactly where you're at now. If you have other people in the office or whatever, but. But that's that's part of that. A lot of times to get to that next stage, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do as well. But that's all super, super important stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's all just part of the grind that you're talking about. Um, You know, we've had a really tough time uh, expanding beyond kind of just myself, my business partner, having like one or two other guys that we trust to send out to events. Um, Yep. but that's kind of like a quality control issue for us that, mm-hmm. you know, we, and this is not, this is not to sound, but it, it kind of reverts back to that whole like thousand or 10,000 hours becoming like a, a master sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we expect of ourselves. And we, we can't just hire, you know, somebody out of high school or somebody from college for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're not going to care about our business the way that we care about it. No. And, and that's mm-hmm. understandable because it's not their business. Yeah. But that's the care and expectation I have for my clients. So it's really hard for me to just, you know, and and it's a business model decision, really. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you are the business model that it's like, look, we're a numbers game and maybe we're going to charge, you know, a little bit less uh, for our services, but I can book 17 weddings a weekend Whereas us, we're going, look, yeah, we're charging a higher price, but you're getting this level of quality. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's interesting because that has been a conversation that Kilted and I have had over the last 15 years, probably a thousand times about dream state sheets. Like mm-hmm. how many times have I said, you know, stop screwing around, hire like 20 people and you guys going, yeah, but we can't find the quality. And I'm like, screw the quality. <laughs> Get yeah out there doing shows and it's the same thing with yours though i would say yours is a little bit more important to have the quality i think as a like the sheets are going to kind of sell themselves yeah no i i agree with bob buster totally like like it would be it's a different game if i had 10 salespeople out there selling sheets 
as opposed to if you had 10 different DJs out there doing the gigs, it's a totally different game. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But it's the same idea. Like how do you, Yeah, it's just, it's the same idea. Right. Like how do you put that up? Um, okay. Totally different side note. So um, listeners don't get this a lot. These two know this. I tend to have random thoughts that uh, <laughs> just hit everybody from the wrong angle. So I apologize to my listeners with my zigzags, but having people who I know and love helps the zigzags happen better. And so does lots of coffee. But one of the things that comes up sometimes, so totally random, I do a lot of career like advice and counseling in my profession. And people will always make a joke like about being a stripper doing something like along those lines, like as a joke, right? And I'm always like, I don't know why that would be a bad choice. Kilted and I often talked in college that we, we think we should have been strippers. <laughs> I don't think we would have made any money. <laughs> but we would have enjoyed taking our <laughs> One of the things I always say, well, they're like, well, I'm like, that could be a real profession. They're like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to sell my body. I'm like, you're always selling your body. Like you always are. You just don't realize it. Do you feel like as a DJ, like that you're selling your body more than a normal person? Like, so I think like when Kilted is doing all these shows, I'm like, okay, so he's basically selling his persona to get people to buy those sheets. Right. And like when I'm doing candy, it's my persona that's doing that when I'm doing chemistry. Right. I've got to like, it's, I've got to sell me to be able to do that. But I feel like that DJing is even more so. Do you find that? Because you're having to convince that person at a big wedding show from all the DJs to buy you. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. A a couple of thoughts that come up when you ask this question. Besides me being naked. Besides that. Yes. Yes, That was, that's a normal thought. That was Um, yeah, that's, that's one of the big things that we talk about when it comes to sales and, um, us as a business, we, we relish those bridal shows because hundred percent we're selling ourselves, right? That's, that's what we expect people to hire us. And it's a good product. Yeah. I I would buy you. It's a good product. We, we tend to be like very fun and, um, you know, able to just, joke with people. And, and one of the things that we do as well is, is we're not trying again, back to that whole quality over quantity sort mm-hmm. of thing. We're not trying to hire every single client that's looking to hire us. We, we want to work with people that it's going to be a really good fit for, um, you know, and, and we just find that like, look, if, if we are a client's cup of tea, we're going to have a better time at your event. You're going to have a better event. And you're going to have just this trust in us to take care of you and, and do what needs to be done at your event because there's this rapport. That's awesome. That is terrific. Um, so what's in the future for DJ SNS? Oh, what is, what is in the future? Um, <laughs> man, a deep question, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, y- y- you think about expanding all the time because um, the, uh, at some point you think like, yeah, you know, maybe we transitioned from the, uh, you know, hire us because we're young and we understand you. And, uh, 
kick rocks at the guys who have <laughs> experience. But now that I'm old enough, <laughs> I the young guys because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Perfect. So there's always this thought of, of uh, y- you have to grow competing with that. Like, how do I keep that, that quality and, and, and send what I expect to clients? Um, but also, I mean, in the last um, year, really year, kind of, um, started looking into investing and, and the stock market. And, and um, I'm not any good at it because I haven't put in my 10,000 hours yet. Yeah. <clears throat> but lots of time spent um, learning. And I, and I think I think this is one area where you can actually do your own research and and watch uh, youtube videos and gain yeah. knowledge yeah well i mean that's gal i would say 90 percent of our episodes maybe 95 of our episodes are all about crypto and that market and the nft market and going mm-hmm. all the time so yeah you're you're preaching to the choir and it's hard to find the time to do the research i was thinking about that today i'm like man i need to get so much more research in on especially the altcoins so that I can talk a little bit more logically about it. I'm like, it's just takes time on the, on the page. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and finding that time, especially as I'm coming into my busy season, is going to be crazy. So everybody has busy seasons in their life and ball is about to hit their busy. So life will be interesting real quick. So I know the, the episodes are going to be even more interesting because your 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 time is going to be taken up with more stuff. Oh yeah, that's non NFT, crypto, even entrepreneurial related. So it's, it's going to be really fun to see where the episodes go. I've been thinking about really that. To see how my brain functions. Um, the only thing I have that could be an advantage is normally my brain shuts off about middle of December right? Because I'm, pro- I'm just processing too much data. So we have limits as humans to how much data we can process. And mine gets about overloaded midway through December. But I'm thinking that in the other facets of my life, I, my brain isn't going to be as needed anymore. <laughs> so maybe I'll be able to keep some of that bandwidth. Two less children out of the house would help helps with that, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, there's kids <laughs> house and everything else so who knows <laughs> with the work so we'll find out and i just told em hiring additional staff to help operate things so i'm like you know maybe we'll be able to use less of my own brain power and probably not but yeah know, it's a dream so what can you do we'll see we'll see all right so dj sns any last minute things um any plugs we'll make sure we put all of your links in our bio in our comments, in our Twitter verse. So uh, one thing that I would love to share, which I, I think I kind of, um, I don't know, missed out through, through the interview, interview somewhere, but this has kind of always driven me. Um, maybe 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And I, I don't even remember the name of the gentleman who uh, was filmed for this YouTube video, but his whole premise uh, was, that people don't buy, well, how does he say it? Cool story, bro. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. I found $20. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. You have to start with why. Otherwise, you know, and he used Apple as a great example, you know, that it's, you know, they, they tell you all about like why you should get their product. And then later, oh, by the way, we, we sell computers. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so intelligent and start from that why with whatever it is that you're doing and go from there. No, I think that's beautiful. Just gave that's a super talk, awesome. Just gave a talk to a bunch of teachers. The kids don't care about what you're teaching. They've got to care about you. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then, then you're nothing. So you got to be, yeah. got to have your why. You got yeah. to be passionate about it. And then things go. And part of that is that's how you get through the grind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Passionate about it. And so then you, you can grind, right? Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's one thing I've always said about teachers. You're the ultimate salesperson. You just don't get paid for it because you are. You're like you had said earlier, you have 30 kids in the classroom. You've got to sell that idea for them to want to pick up what you're putting down. Oh, yeah. That's why when I took when I took on the candy business, I still remember the conversation. You were like, are you sure? Because you're not really a salesperson. I'm like, dude, I sell chemistry to 15 year old kids who don't want to be there. Yeah. Selling candy is going to be easy. (laughs) People like sugar that much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm used to dealing with people who hate what I'm doing and making them love it. Selling somebody candy. And exactly. I was right. Right. It's like giving candy to the baby instead of taking it away. It's like nothing. Yeah, good times. That's awesome. Right, well, I think that was a great episode. People, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, DJ SNS with Mix and DJs for joining us. We loved Yes, thanks, you. Thank and you for having me on. We're going to be having you on again to talk more about your stock market journey. So get your ass moving because we're going to want to hear where this story unfolds. So we'll give you a little time to become a rock star, but expect another call to get in here and show us what you got so exactly not financial advice do more research on crypto than stocks <laughs> yep, none of that so anyway this is uh, ball buster signing off thank you for being here kilter dragon jerry love you all thanks e